from America. You're listening to the Hip Hop Patriots. Jeremy Harrell. Welcome. Live from America. It is Friday, folks. Good Friday. Happy Friday. We're going into the weekend, and we've made it through another week together here on Live from America, which means that we've made it through another week together with our family, our friends, and, of course, in the wonderful grace of God. So I'm so, so, so blessed, and I'm so happy to be able to do this show with you guys Monday through Friday, usually twice a day. Of course, sometimes we run into some Fridays where we don't do twice a day. The show. I mean, we are just cranking out the episodes here on Live from America. So, thank you guys for joining in day in and day out. I urge you and ask you and hope that you'll take the beginning five minutes of the show to share, share, share. When you've done, when you've done five, do five more. We might as well try to get eight, nine thousand people watching live on Rumble alone because. The show is growing back to the where it used to be when we were back on Facebook, and uh, that's only by the grace of God and all of your guy, all of your efforts. So, thank you very much. Uh, welcome to Live from America. I am your ever so humble, God fearing, but God loving host, Jeremy Harrell, the Hip Hop Patriot. And today we are not going to have any any breaks, no commercial breaks, no social media breaks. We're going right from now until the end with story after story after story. So um, I know we've really beat COVID and the vaccines to death this week. And primarily because of what's happening with the, with the new mask mandates, new lockdowns, new threats by our own government. Um, you know, this variant, that variant, 17 different plagues, blah, 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 blah. So we've really had to stay on top of what they're doing state by state so that the people in these states know what's going on, know their rights, know their choices, and, and can make the best uh, informed decision, you know, for themselves and, the, and, and their families. So... I know we've talked a lot about it this week, and uh, you know, as long as it's as long as it threatens our freedom, as long as it threatens our country, and as long as long as it threatens our uh, our lives and our children's lives, then we're gonna we're gonna talk about it because we're not afraid to talk about it here. That's why we. That's why God has directed us to be able to have a kind of show uh, and a platform where we where we are now, where we don't have to worry about talking about it. And uh, so, you know, that's kind of where we've been on this. Um, but we had some great interviews this week, didn't we? We had a good interview with Garrett Saldano. We got uh, interviews coming up next week. Uh, we, actually, we have a show with uh, Brad Barton. I know a lot of you watch Brad Barton. He's coming on next week. And of course, uh, we've got. Uh, uh, Captain Deplorable, you know, he talks like President Trump. He goes around and he does prank phone calls talking like the president, the 45th president, the greatest president the world has ever seen. We got him coming on next week, and hopefully we'll be interviewing some more uh, candidate, uh, some more gubernatorial candidates uh, for your state. Maybe even, um, maybe we'll get Candace Taylor from Georgia on. And I've re- reached out to her a couple times. She said she has not received a message, although I've left text messages and voice messages. But we'll continue to try. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, later it says, Jeremy, when are you going to Real America's Voice News? How will you ever uh, constrict your show to one hour with all the breaks? We won't get as much news out during that hour. Um, well, it's that's why I've been kind of doing the breaks over the last two weeks, so that I can find out how we do it to where we still get 
the amount of news we need. You know, maybe maybe what we do is um, uh, we go to breaks and only highlight companies every now and then, but we're not really going to, f- to physical breaks. We're just going to breaks for when I send the show, the recording of the show, to Real America's Voice News, and then they can put they can fill in the commercials where they need to. Maybe that's what we do. Um, but th- th- the show will never be compromised in as far as how much news that I get out. Um, it'll never be compromised by, like that. And uh, I think it'll be probably October before it gets on there because I'm trying to get into the new studio, and I think we're going to wait until... Uh, uh, sometime mid-September or October before we really start trying to push it over there. So, just to give you guys an idea of what's going on. Let me go to, let me act, let talk to you guys today. Uh, Lauren. Lauren is in the building on Rumble. Angel Eyes is watching. She says, I have my coffee ready. Good, I've got my coffee ready too. Sharon Roth says, what time is Sunday's show? We're looking right now at 3 p.m. Eastern time, Sharon. Um, uh, is it your birthday today, Jeremy? No, my birthday's next week. The 16th of next week is my birthday. Uh, Java Girl says, what a roller coaster ride we are on, but God has our back. Don, uh, Don AMK says, I shout out to Jeremy since you shout out to everyone else. Thank you very much. Uh, Hench24 says, you need clickless mouse. Yes, I bought one. I bought a clickless mouse. I have it. I just got to get it set up. So thank you. You know, a lot of people don't realize those little tiny things. Uh, but when you do the show, you realize you hear that click, 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 and it bothers you. So thank you very much. Um, Melissa says, Apple is going to start checking your photos. Well, that's great. <laughs> I heard that too. Katie63 says, hello from Illinois. Let's see, who do we got here? Red Dog 77 says, State Senator Tony Borelli. Are you State Senator Tony Borelli, or are you just talking about him? Either way, um, let's see, morning from the Volunteer State, how you doing, Deb Yoakum, Steve, nevertheless, says shout out from Pennsylvania, shout out to you, brother, and uh, we got a lot of work to do in Pennsylvania, and, and we're going to put our he- uh, keep our heads down and, and our eyes forward and, and just plug through and make sure that happens uh, there as well as it's happening in Georgia and everywhere else. Uh, let's see, Rusty Sea Lady says, Michigan here, love your show, with a bunch of American flag emojis, can't get any better than that, and Cater Lynn says, you will be getting a package today from FedEx, I might not be able to see it until I get back, uh, for Sunday and Monday, though, because I'll be leaving for tonight and tomorrow, um, just in time to get back for my kids' championship game at 8 o'clock, if you have not heard. Yes, my kids made the championship game. This is their fourth championship game in five, in the last five years of playing soccer. And um, and all of, uh, I have three kids on one team. So, <laughs> I'm glad the, uh, the three kids aren't on different teams. But a uh, big, huge win for us last night. And it's, it's just another one of those keeping America, America things, you know, keeping up with the traditions and showing your kids we can still do this. We still have the freedoms to do this. So we don't want to bog our children down constantly, constantly, constantly with political fights that we're engaged in all week long. We want to, we want to reserve the weekends and, and other times to make sure that our kids still get those American traditions so we don't, so they don't lose them. It's probably one of the important things, most important things we can do. Uh, let's shoot over to Anna Smart on YouTube says, good morning from California. Kelly Bruno is also watching on YouTube. Ruby Hines, says, yeah, good for them, Jeremy. Thank you very much. They are a hard-working group of kids, and they uh, they they don't like participation trophies. They like first-place trophies, you know, like we all did when we grew up in America, uh, you know, America first, right? Snapdragons is in the house. Hello to Roxy Loves America. Good to see you. She says, wearing my Armor of God red hoodie. Yes, it's going to be hot, but wanted my sweater with me. Kathy Ladehoff says, Jeremy, 
You bring so much happiness, news and blessings to our days. Thank you for being you. And you want to know something, and I appreciate that. Thank you. But you want to know uh, something about being me? It's like just like being you. We all make mistakes, right? We all do things that we wish we could go back. Ah, I wish I wouldn't have said it like that. I wish I wouldn't have done it like that. And that's what I think people really like about life from America is there is no filter, right? There is no uh, trickery. What you see is what you get, and we're all the same way. We're all just regular Americans. You know, that's why we, I think that's why the success of the show is 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 so great, because people know that they're not going to be lied to, and they know that if there is a mistake that's made, then we go right back to it. We go right back to it. Uh, State Senator Tony Navarrete arrested child sexual misconduct. Well, that's great. That's great. Daryl Kuhn, Illinois, is in the house, and Douglas Cowgill, O-H-I-O, is in the building. I would also, ladies and gentlemen, like to ask for prayers for one of our family members here. Brian from Delaware reached out and asked if we would please, 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 please put his friend Jim in our prayers. Um, Brian from Delaware, his friend Jim, is battling lung cancer right now. And... uh, you know, when I hear these stories, when I hear somebody passes away or somebody's got stage four cancer in one of our families, um, it, it almost hits home like it's one of my own because I, I feel like we're all so close, even if it is through camera, through the computer screen, through the phone. I just feel like we're all so close that it kind of like it doesn't dampen my day, really, but it, it, it weighs on my heart. So please, please pray uh, for Jim and play for, pray for Brian and uh, their family and friends. I it's can't even can't even deal with it it's just hard you know it's hard so we ask for god to to overcome all of this stuff um pg pg en ename pg name says fox is running lindell's ad well isn't that something when you threaten to pull your money how they start shaping up real quick and that's what i said is the key to us winning folks is bankrupting these people Annette says, Jeremy, do you ever think you'd ever start classified job section on your site for patriots looking for work that is not VAX required? Well, that's not a bad idea. That's not a bad idea, although I'm still trying to get a hold of the uh, America Strong companies, but that is not a bad idea. Thank you. God bless you. See, this is why I love this family. Woo! Share the video, folks. Get it out there. All right, we're going to go right to the verse of the day. we got to get some God in our lives, right? we got to get some God in our lives to end this roller coaster week, to get us into a beautiful, wonderful weekend, and to give us some heavenly courage, faith, determination, and energy to get into next week, because it go- we just go from one week to the next, and we are the tip of the spear, folks right there with Mike Lindell and Bannon and the rest of them. Okay, so here we go, the verse of the day today. And I got to say that this verse, I actually saw it on a friend's timeline this morning on Instagram. And I think she knows who she is. She's from Tennessee. She watches the show. Um, Isaiah 26, 20 and 21. And when I read this, I was getting ready to do my morning devotional. I was setting up my setting up my computer, setting up my phones, you know what I mean? To, to, to look at the different Bible apps, get the Bible out, try to see what fits best with what we're trying to talk about today. And I think God directed me to see this this morning because this was absolutely amazing. Isaiah 26, 20 and 21. If you got your Bibles, pull it out. Go to Isaiah. Go to chapter 26, verses 20 and 21. And it says this. Go home, my people, and lock your doors. Hide yourselves for a little while until the Lord's anger has passed. 
Look, the Lord is coming from heaven to punish the people of the earth for their sins. The earth will no longer hide those who have killed. They will be brought out for all to see. <laughs> now, before I get into what I wrote about this, remember what I said last week that we are all paying the price right now for our sins and that we are seeing it happen in real time. And while others are punished more than, than some, we are all getting punished and we're all having to deal with this. But it's God's people that will be brought through this. And this is just so amazing. This verse is just so amazing. Go home and lock your doors. <laughs> all right, now check this out. So I wrote, wow. Tell me that doesn't sound like the last 18 months of our lives here in the United States and around the entire world. We locked ourselves in our homes for a little while. And after that, we, as a whole, started coming back out into public, but at a minimum capacity. Then we started seeing the powerful and evil people in this country for who they really are. I want to repeat this last line I just said. Then we started seeing the powerful and the evil people in this country for who they really are. Think about it. Listen closely. Hollywood started to crumble on itself. Uh, professional sports started to crumble in on itself. Politicians of both parties, here and abroad, started being exposed for their true natures. All this happened in the last 18 months at such an excessively quick, fast rate. Faster than it's ever happened before. Okay? Faster than it's ever happened before. Uh, child pedophilia and human sex trafficking was exposed on a massive level. Sounds to me like the last part of that verse that says, The earth will no longer hide those who have been killed. They will be brought out for all to see. Has it, I mean, uh, for all to see, has and is unfolding right before our very eyes. Think about Trump. His slogan was, Make America Great Again. I think President Trump was ahead of his time and was, through the Holy Ghost, speaking on future events. The country and the world are far worse than it was in 2015. Trump will come back, and all of us pitching in this time, with all of us that pitching in this time, and truly make America great again. Those who have been exposed will see justice. Those uh, who were evil and have, and or will, get sick with diseases and viruses. The only safe place is with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. None of us are perfect, and we all sin or make mistakes every single day. But those who believe in Christ, believe that He died for our sins, and believe that He rose on the third day and completed His mission for our salvation, will know peace, will know joy and hope as we eradicate this evil from our beloved planet. In Jesus' name, Amen. The Bible's words are timeless. It is a living, breathing beautiful gift given to us by God himself and the Bible never changes people change, society change opinions change, thoughts desires, demands expectations, all of those things change, guess what doesn't change the word of God, history repeats itself that is what I titled this today I titled it, history repeats itself, restoration is near and we did everything that that verse said to do. We did everything in that verse that said was going to happen. We're doing it again. This time in 2021. Absolutely incredible words from the creator of the universe. Isaiah 26, 20 and 21. Amazing.
can't beat God, folks. Stop trying to run, so you might as well join him, right? All right, folks, remove your hat, set down your coffee, and let's all say the Lord's Prayer together. I've been trying to say it a little slower lately because there's a lot of folks that have asked me, hey, can you slow it down? I'm like, I can try. <laughs> might want to get rid of the coffee, but I can try. So let's all say the Lord's Prayer together, and let's really focus on the words of the prayer. Here we go. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Uh, Laterer says, I have noticed. Thank you for slowing. So there's been a lot of people that have actually asked that. So, uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully that works out. I don't even know I'm speaking that fast nine times out of ten. Don't even know. Must be the coffee. Must be all the news that's stuck inside my head. Whatever it is, folks, I'm glad that it's worked out and it's helping you guys hear it and be able to say it together with me. Um in a better in a better way okay folks now i'm ready now i'm ready to start spewing information at 100 miles an hour so you better kick it into second gear pick that coffee back up because i'm ready to rumble roku fire stick rumble iHeartRadio, jeremyharrell.com doesn't matter where you're watching youtube you ready to rumble because i am so let's get right to it first and foremost let's go with what we left off on last night last night i was going to show you a video that explained separation between church and state i didn't get to show you that video because i lost it couldn't find it didn't know where it was well i found it and i thought it was that important to make sure that we played it today because there's so many people who do not understand the actual the actual um how do i want to say this the circumstances that surround separation between church and state you will hear liberals constantly who do not want you to preach the word of god say well separation between church and state you got to get god out of anything to do with any politics you got to get the word god or the name god or the presence of god out of anything to do with any lawmaking or any kind of society engineering or changing and it's all just been a pile of dung since 1948 1947 whenever it was so we talked about last night the differences between the churches the, the tax-exempt status and as a matter of fact, the funny thing about it is, is that I talked with another pastor this morning. I've been talking to pastors a lot lately from all over the country, from Georgia, from South Carolina, from Illinois, from Pennsylvania. I, need, I think I need to continue to talk with pastors weekly so that we can share ideas and talk about what is going on in our communities from around the country as it pertains to God and the presence of God and what God demands and wants us to do. Had a great conversation this morning with a pastor down in Georgia who feels the same way. So then... Uh, that whole deal that I told you guys about last night with a tax-exempt status being automatic with a church, not to have to partnership with any kind of contract with the IRS, he didn't know that either. 
and he's a pastor of a church. Like I said, a lot of people do not know about this. And we've been scammed and tricked by the federal government for decades into entering into some kind of partnership with them where they oversee what you're allowed to do and what you're not allowed to do. However, I don't think that Jesus had any kind of... um, uh, hesitations in his mind when he said go spread the gospel to everybody and I don't think he even thought about America being a tax exempt place with a contract with the IRS of the United States of America God's word is God's word nobody should have to pay taxes when you're spreading God's word period the IRS wants to make you believe that you should or, uh, or you should have to at least follow their rules or else you will pay the taxes anyway I'm getting off on that let's go to the video let's talk about the difference between church and state and the whole separation thing and where it come from. Here we go. Check this out. Almost everyone has heard of the doctrine of the separation of church and state. Most Americans believe that it's in the United States Constitution. But there is no such phrase in the Constitution. And there never was. For a simple reason. The Founding Fathers never intended for church and state to be completely separate. They saw religion specifically religions based on the Bible, as indispensable to the moral foundation of the nation they were creating. So where does that phrase come from? It comes from one brief letter that Thomas Jefferson wrote to the Danbury Baptist Association in 1802, at the end of a very long sentence in which Jefferson affirms his conviction that religious belief should be a private matter, and that the government should not interfere with such matters. That's where He uses the phrase building a wall of separation between church and state. Now, I want to pause that. I want to pause that right there for a minute. Let's go. Let's break that down. It had nothing to do with getting God out of government. It had everything to do with getting government out of God. You see how the Democrats have flipped and switched that? Not only Democrats, rhinos too. Pretty amazing, isn't it? It had nothing to do with getting God out of government. It had everything to do getting government out of God. Woo! Let's continue, shall we? He's lived, undisturbed, lost in Jefferson's voluminous correspondence for almost 150 years. But that changed in 1947. In that year, in the case of Everson versus Board of Education, the Supreme Court ruled in a 5-4 to four decision that under the First Amendment, Neither a state nor the federal government could pass laws which aid one religion, aid all religions, or prefer one religion over another. Pertaining to schools. For the first time in American history, the First Amendment was not only about the prohibition of establishing a national religion, it was also about not giving any encouragement to any religion. The modern strict separation view was born. And where did the five justices look for support for their argument? Not the Constitution, because there was nothing in the Constitution to help them, but to that one phrase Thomas Jefferson wrote back in 1802. Wow. There you go, folks. There you go. The separation of church and state has been a lie for so long to try to get the word of God out of government so they don't have anybody to answer to but themselves. They can dupe the public. They can have power over the public. They can lie to the public. They can cheat the public. They cannot lie to God. They cannot cheat God. They cannot use God to further their evil plans or or anything. 
There is no moral compass when they get God out of everything. So they found some kind of a justification to get God out of every single government from municipality all the way up to the federal government. And it was never intended to be that way. It was intended to keep government out of people's relationship with God. And that is so married with what I spoke about yesterday, with them wanting for you as a church to enter into a contract with the IRS. Well, guess what? The IRS wasn't around when Jesus said, spread the gospel. The IRS was not around when the first church was established. The IRS was not around when America was founded. So ladies and gentlemen, I think a lot of people have some splaining to do, and I think we need to start um, educating each other. And it's all part of us rising up and taking power back from our federal government that has stolen our freedoms and stolen our individual power in pursuit of happiness over the last hundred years. Satan has been working overtime. Satan has been working hard. And he has, he has recruited the help of people like Stretch Face Armstrong and, uh, and Joe Biden and and Adam Kinzinger, and the list goes on and on. Jo- John McCain as well. Rest in peace. We all have our own feelings about that man, but we'll keep those private and quiet for right now because this, the moral of this story, ladies and gentlemen, is that the IRS and the federal government has duped the public for decades so that we get God out of our homes, out of our lives, out of our heads, out of our hearts, and ripped out of our bodies. It will never happen again because God is restoring everything. God is restoring everything and God is coming back with a vengeance right now. And I am truly, truly honored to be a part of it. So, And thank you for letting me explain this to you guys. And uh, thank you for learning along with me because we're all in this together and there's not one person better than another. Amen? All right, ladies and gentlemen. Here we go. Moving on. Let's talk about one of those bad guys who I believe is a bad guy in my opinion anyway. And that is Arizona Governor Doug Ducey. He's in hot water again, folks. How does this guy continue to end up in hot water? What is wrong with Governor Doug Ducey? Well, number one, he's a rhino. Number two, he works very closely with, closely with the Democrats to constantly uh, screw over the people of his own state. But now, ladies and gentlemen... Um, we're going to talk about what it looks like to be a good thing. Governor Ducey banding, banned COVID passports and mask mandates uh, for public schools and public colleges. Sounds like a good thing, right? Not such a good thing. Because there's a loophole in that rhetoric. There's a loophole in that language that says I'm banning this for public schools and colleges. What did he leave out? Private schools. He left out private schools. There is no wording in this um, in this ban from the governor that has anything to do with private schools. And you say, well, why? Why wouldn't it be all schools? Why wouldn't it be all colleges? Well, let's go through it, shall we? Brophy, B-R-O-P-H-Y, I might be saying it wrong, it could be Brophy, but Brophy is a Catholic college, a, uh, a, a Jesuit school for young men. Brophy College preparatory, a private private Catholic uh, Jesuit school in Phoenix, Arizona, has mandated jabs for all students despite the new law in Arizona banning the COVID-19 mandate on campus. The new mandate is similar 
to the guidelines set in place by the ACU, or the ASU, excuse me, which was also required, has required the unvaccinated to to receive regular COVID testing. Arizona Governor Doug Ducey then signed an executive order banning these practices at public universities. Now, the crazy thing about this, folks, is that Governor Doug Ducey's sons both graduated from this college. So what's going on here? Because it appears there's a loophole in the language that he used. Like I said, both of his sons graduated from Brophy in July 2020. I'm excuse me. And in July 2020, he was caught maskless at the graduation party while the state still had mask mandates in place. Later, on July 17th, he cited graduation parties as a cause for spread of COVID-19. Okay? It's clear that he has some kind of relationship with the private academy or their donors, as well as his donors, who also have a big, big uh, uh, influence in that college. So why did he include that language in the bill? Well, check this out. Leftist reporter Bram... Resnick celebrates this victory for his team on Twitter. He wrote, Just in, Phoenix's brothy college prep, alma mater of Ducey's sons, mandates vaccinations for all on campus or regular COVID-19 testing if they don't show proof of vaccination. As a private school, Brophy is exempt from the ban on the COVID mandate. So this school is now mandating vaccines and proof of vaccines, otherwise students are subject to an, uh, to invasive and discriminatory restrictions to include regular testing and excluding them from overnight retreats and field trips outside of the city. Think about that. The school has banned their own, the people that pay to go there, from overnight retreats or field trips outside of the city. But if the vaccine works, then why do we still have these restrictions in place? Brophy proclaims to be a Catholic uh, Jesuit school. So what's going on here, folks? I can tell you what's going on here. It's the donors. It's the people with the big pockets and the big money who are leftists. That's what's going on here. So Governor Ducey, you've got some explaining to do, as you do with many, many other things. Why don't you get your state under control? Why don't you get your Secretary of State under control? And why don't you stop trying to ruin people's lives in the state of Arizona and start helping people in the state of Arizona? Salty Debbie says Catholic hospitals in Indiana are also mandating it for their employees. Kristen Donovan says that's terrible. Uh, Somebody says Stalin University. That's exactly what I think, too. Uh, Makisha says mandate is not law. If it were, uh, if it were, say no anyway. I agree with you. Now, but there's a lot. But here's a lot of things that are happening, folks. There's a lot of people who even watch this show, who are their jobs are mandating them to get the vaccines, and what are they? And they have to choose between getting fired or getting the vaccine. One lady reached out to me last night who watches the show and says, "What am I supposed to do? I'm a single mother. This is my only income. If I get fired from this job, I'm, I'm, I'm." I'm screwed. And I said, I know, I get it. It's a lot easier for me to sit here and say, don't take it, folks. Just don't take it. You have to do your own soul searching. You have to do your own prayers with God. You have to sit and consult your Lord and Savior Jesus Christ as what you are to do. Okay? Because one thing that you do have to fall back on is if you do get fired, you can collect unemployment. You can collect unemployment until you find something different. Because I don't know if I would want to work for somebody like that anyway. 
Get a hold of the frontline doctors. I, there's a lot of things you can do. Reach out to the ACLJ. Reach out to Jay Sekulow. Um, but I'm not here to tell anybody what to do. I'm here to tell you what I would do. And what I would do is I would say no. There's so much weird going on around this, I would just say no. You're not going to force me to do this. If you're going to fire me, fire me. I'll collect unemployment until I figure something out. But what about people with careers? You know? What about people who've paid for this college and they're sending their kids to college? Do they then say, well, all right, we're going to forfeit our money and just let our kids just... It's a really, really sticky situation. I would tell you to consult with your family, consult with your friends, consult with God, and make the best informed decision you can make. That's what this show is all about. Giving you information for you to make the best informed decision that you can make. I will tell you this, though. The best information that I gave you all week was the CDC's new numbers on the percentages of people that die from catching COVID-19. And pretty much it's a 99% chance of living for everybody from age zero to age death. So don't quit. Whatever you do, don't quit your job. Make them fire you if that's your plan. Like I said, don't quit. Happy Face says, if you can't keep your job, maybe that job is not for you and there's a better one out there. Don't give up. Um, Dorothy Vowell says, uh, Jesuit leaders uh, is corrupt, not all Catholics. Diane Parker says, I'm hearing the states aren't going to allow you to draw unemployment if you refuse the shot. Here's another thing that I've been hearing. Some people have been reaching out to me telling me that their insurance companies will drop them if they get the shot. So here you have yourself stuck between a rock and a hard place in some states. Some places will say, oh, you're not going to collect unemployment if you get fired for refusing to take the shot. But in the same state, their insurance companies say, if you get the shot, we're dropping you from our insurance. What are you to do? The people of this country are the ones put in the target right now, in the crosshairs of the federal government, the pharmaceutical companies, and the people who do their bidding. My advice to you is do what your gut tells you to do. Do what your heart tells you to do. Do what God tells you to do. Douglas says they are going to make you get vaccinated in order to receive your unemployment. Just watch. That's what's coming next. I agree. I agree. All right, folks, the Dum Dum Award. We got a Dum Dum today, and we got quite a Dum Dum today. If you live in the state of Maryland, then you know already that this guy's a Dum Dum. And guess what? Rhino Bucket, Rhino Maryland Governor Larry Hogan has lashed out at his own people in his own state. And I'm about to lash out at him. I'm about to put him in his place for the people of Maryland. I'm about to show you how stupid this gentleman is. I'm about to show you how dumb this governor is. I'm about to show you how wrong this governor is. And I'm about to put this governor's business all out there. First of all, I want to play for you what I'm talking about. Here's a video of Governor Larry Hogan from the great state of Maryland lashing out at his own people who have chosen for whatever reason. Maybe it's a religious reason. Maybe it's a medical reason. Maybe it is a reason that we don't even need to know about. But there's people that are not getting this shot uh, for reasons other than I just don't want to get it because I don't want the government telling me what to do. That's my reason. My reason is you're not going to tell me what I got to do. And I'm not putting it in my body, period. Other people have other reasons. All right? But this guy says it's your fault. Your fault. You're taking away other people's freedoms by not getting it. And then tells you to get, excuse my language, the damn shot. This is Governor Larry Hogan (laughs) lecturing all of you in Maryland. Check this out. Less than 0.01%. 
uh, of those fully vaccinated in Maryland have been hospitalized. Okay. Also, less than 1% die if they get it, dummy. But let's keep going. Less than 0.00 of those fully vaccinated in Maryland have died, which means 99.99% of those fully vaccinated have remained free of serious illness. Look, I I don't care what uh, misinformation, conspiracy theories you have heard. Uh, the plain and simple fact is that these vaccines are working. If you're still unsure about the vaccines, uh, here is the important fact. Hold on, let's stop there. He said, I don't care what kind of misinformation or what kind of conspiracy theories that you're hearing or believe, the fact is that people are not dying or not getting infected or whatever, whatever he said, who get this shot. I'm going to blow that out of the water in just a second. But let's continue to hear Mr. Dum-Dum. Nearly every single person hospitalized or dying with COVID-19 in Maryland right now is unvaccinated. Lies. Uh, Those of you who uh, refuse to get vaccinated at this point are willfully and unnecessarily putting yourself and others at risk of hospitalization and death. Here, now listen to this. You are the ones uh, threatening the freedoms of all the rest of us. You are the ones that are putting these people at risk of hospitalization, hospitalization or death. You are the ones that are ruining freedom for the rest of us. He's lashing out at people who've decided not to get vaccinated. And he's doing it in such a pompous, arrogant, jerk, terrible way especially for a leader of a state. Maybe he should watch more of Governor Ron DeSantis' videos. I don't know. But everything he's saying right now is not only a lie, but it's bullying people, and he has no idea why they don't want to get the shot. Freedom not to wear masks, to keep our businesses open, and to get our kids back in school. And tragically, it may be only a matter of time until you get COVID-19. We're seeing heartbreaking reports across the country at the first thing so many people do after being hospitalized with a severe life-threatening case of COVID is to beg the doctors and nurses for a vaccine. Lies. And sadly, by that point, it's too late. Lies. We do not want any Marylanders or any more Americans to become one of these preventable stories. Well, guess what? It doesn't matter what you want. You don't get to decide what happens in my life. It doesn't matter what you like. You don't get to decide what happens in my life. You're a liar. People that have COVID already are not begging to get more COVID because that's what you're doing when you get the, quote, vaccine. You're getting more COVID. Why would you beg to get the shot when you're already infected with the disease? Now, I decided to do some digging on this to see how much of a liar this guy actually is. This dude is so much of a liar, it's not funny. I did my own research on the numbers here. Let's check this out, shall we? How many people do you think died of COVID in the month of July in Maryland? Now, keep in mind, folks, keep in mind that we found out afterwards that thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands, tens of thousands of people that CDC reported dying from from COVID did not die from COVID. So let's keep that in mind when I give you this number. There are six million, over 6 million people who live in Maryland. 
way over 6 million, who live in Maryland. Guess how many people died in the month of July from, quote, COVID, and that's even if we believe it. 81. 81 people died of COVID out of over 6 million in the month of July. 81. Can anybody tell me what percentage that is? Is there any math whizzes in here that can tell me what the percentage is of 81 people dying? Uh, let's just use a round number. Let's just use 6 million. Somebody please, please, please do get your calculators out and tell me what percentage of people are actually dying out of the entire population of Maryland. Because I guarantee you it's very, very little. Now check this out. Uh, there have been 500 plus deaths in Maryland this year alone from car crashes. Now somebody, a liberal, will say, well, you can't catch a car crash. No, but you're out there in a car and somebody else driving could be drunk. It's not your fault. You didn't do anything wrong. You're out there. You're protected. You're in a car, right? You've got your mask on, which is your car and your airbags. You're out there and by no fault of your own, could you get hit and killed? And that's exactly what happened in a majority of the 500 plus car crashes that happened in Maryland this year alone. People got killed that wasn't even that weren't even at fault. Are we going to outlaw cars? Are we going to tell you to, to you, you got to be six feet from all cars from all roadways? But that wasn't oh there we go uh, somebody else did it point oh 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 one three five that's four zeros and then a one three five percent eighty one people out of six million died in the month of July and this guy's lashing out his own people for that so then I decided to look at the car crashes like I said over 500 this year alone but then I said you know what let's go even further let's go even further ladies and gentlemen let's see the top 10 by the CDC the top 10 reasons for death in the state of Maryland guess what's not on there COVID-19 COVID-19 is not on the top 10 things that kill you in the state of Maryland would you like to know what are I will read them to you from 1 to 10 heart disease Heart disease is the number one killer of people in the state of Maryland for 2021. Heart disease. Are we going to go out there and, 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 and ban everybody from buying snacks? We're going to ban fast food restaurants? We should, right? All right, let's move on. Cancer, number two. Stroke, number three. Accidents. Oh, we just talked about that. Number four. Chronic lower respiratory, respiratory disease. Huh. Number five. Diabetes, six. Alzheimer's, seven. Um, septicemia, eight. Influenza and pneumonia, nine. And kidney disease, number 10. Nowhere in that list is COVID-19. But we're going to shut down the world. We're going to call people names. We're going to bully people into taking something that they got a 99% chance of surviving anyway. And, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to then tell them to get the damn shot and call them... Uh, tell them that they're the reason that, that, that other people can't have freedoms and keep their businesses open. They're the reason why people are being hospitalized. 81 people. 81 people. Out of 6 million. Honestly, it's fake news. It's fake. It's all fake. It's all fake. And by the way, Governor? Nobody cares. You want facts, you want reality, that's what you're going to get here. So CNN, Rachel Maddow, and all these other liberal morons that are surrounding everybody all day, every day, they don't like those. Where's the data? Where's the data? Well, the data shows... What data are you talking about? Well, the data shows that the Delta variant... Is, shut, stop with the data. I just gave you some data. 
So why don't you go chew on that data for a little bit and come back and tell me, give me an educated uh, debate. Come back and give me some kind of an educated discussion. Okay? The Delta variant. The Epelson variant. Can we get a common sense variant? When is the common sense variant going to start spreading across the world? Can we get that? Let's get the common sense variant. Let's spread that a little bit. Maybe some people can finally start waking up and looking at real data. Where's the data? Where's the data? Morons. Everybody's a moron. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. But you want to know, I, I'm going to show you that it's not just me who thinks this guy is a moron. It's not just me that has data that is opposite of what this guy says his data is. No, 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 no. Don't take my word for it. Don't take even Fox News' word for it. Don't take Newsmax's word for it. Don't take OAN's or Real America's Voice News. Don't even take the frontline doctors. Don't take Tony Fauci. No, take none of their word as, as it pertains to data. Let's take it from CNN. CNN? I thought they were... That would be another example of, as you say, fake news. Well, I thought they were too. But I figured, well, you know what? Let's just play a nice little video of CNN from yesterday talking about the percentage of people are vac that, are, that are getting the Delta variant and getting COVID are already vaccinated in Massachusetts. 78% of the people in Massachusetts who have caught COVID-19 or Delta variant have been double vaccinated. So this guy saying, all you unvaccinated people, you're the ones that are putting these people in the hospital. You're the ones that are killing these people. You're the ones that are taking our freedoms away and making us wear masks and closing our buildings. Alright, well, okay. Let's see what CNN says. Information from the CDC tonight is turning crucial things we were told about COVID upside down. The CDC revealing tonight that of COVID cases in Barnstable County, Massachusetts. Hold on, let's start that over. Let's start that over from the CDC tonight is turning crucial things we were told about COVID upside down. The CDC revealing tonight that 74% of COVID cases in Barnstable County, Massachusetts, home to Provincetown, where there was a recent outbreak, were found in people who were fully vaccinated. And they say now that the vaccinated are just as likely to spread the virus as those who are not vaccinated. And that, of course, is contrary to what... What? Let's play it again. Tonight is turning crucial things we were told about COVID upside down. The CDC revealing tonight that 74% of COVID cases in Barnstable County, Massachusetts, home to Provincetown, where there was a recent outbreak, were found in people who were fully vaccinated. And they say now that the vaccinated are just as likely to spread the virus as those who are not vaccinated. And that, of course, is contrary to what was widely information. Um... Need I say more? Folks, need I say more? That was CNN yesterday. 78% of the people in that particular part of Massachusetts who were, caught, who were hospitalized or who caught COVID were fully, fully vaccinated. Excuse me. Thank you, CNN. Thank you for proving Larry Hogan completely wrong. Now, let me give you another little bit of data. Since they, since, you know, they say follow the science and follow the data. In the UK, 40% of the hospitalizations in the last two weeks are people who've had both doses, who've gotten fully vaccinated. 
You starting to see a pattern here, folks? And like I, like I said in the beginning of the show, I know this might be beating a dead horse. I know you're sick of hearing about COVID in the world and on this show and many other shows. But any time that I can point out where they're lying, I'm going to do it. Constantly. All the time. Every time. They're the ones killing people, not us. And I'm not saying the vaxxed. I'm talking about the people mandating the vax. They're the ones killing people. Tony, the swamp rat Fauci, is the one killing people. Joe Biden is the one killing people. Sorry I get so heated, folks, but it's just this kind of stuff. I, I, I just, common sense ain't so common anymore, is it? Common sense ain't so common. Well, let's, let's finish um, this little segment off with playing some Mark Dice. Mark Dice, I'm going to go ahead and cue that drum roll real quick. Let's give Mark Dice... The Smarty Award of the day, shall we? Uh, play that drum roll music. Come on, Mark. August 6th, 2021. The Smarty Award of the day goes to Mr. Mark Dice. Now, Mark Dice is known for doing a lot of funny things. Mark Dice is known for getting out there and really just making liberals look, well, uh, matching their video on-camera interviews with their IQ. Let's just say that. Let's just say that is a nice way to say it. Mark Dice really just matches their on-camera interviews with their actual IQs. Well, Mark Dice decided to go out as a liberal and try to get um, signatures on a petition to have people arrested for not taking the vaccine, just as an experiment, kind of like the AURS online uh, satire site uh, that that guy put out that I thought was real. Let's go to Mark Dice real quick, and let's watch Mark Dice in action. Mark, let's watch Mark Dice do what Mark Dice does best. And you're going to be, you may not be shocked, I was shocked, when I couldn't, I, I could not believe the amount of people who, who were like, yeah, people should be locked up for this. There's a few that didn't, but you got to watch this. Check it out. I want to see if Americans are willing to arrest those others who refuse to take this coronavirus vaccine, violating the most fundamental rights of one's personal liberty. You know, a lot of people still haven't taken the vaccine with everything that's going on, so we're trying to mandate the vaccination. We want to start arresting them if they're not going to be taking that. Are you kidding me? That's what the petition is for, sir. You don't... Fascism, man. Quick, we support mandating the vaccine. A lot of people still refusing to take it, and they're putting the rest of us at risk. So we're going to start mandating the vaccine or start arresting these anti-vaxxers if they're not going to follow the rules. Birth date and a signature. I don't want to hear any of this my body, my choice stuff in today's new world order. We're going we're gonna to put things right. Thank you. So we're going to start having them arrested if they refuse. I agree. Print, birthday, signature to incarcerate the anti-vaxxers. I'm not sure what country they think they're living in. Some people are concerned about any possible long-term side effects that haven't shown up in studies yet. But the time to worry about that's in the future. So for now, they can worry about that in jail if they refuse to take the vaccine. It's time for some firm measures to take care of these people. And, you know, they can. 
Well, it's time it's time to give them a little incentive, and they can think about what they've done sitting in jail until they're ready to take the jab. Thank you. We signed the petition to start arresting these anti-vaxxers that haven't got the vaccine yet. They're you want to arrest people for not getting a vaccine? They're contributing to the Delta variants being spread. Now. That guy said, you're a scumbag, yeah, dude. Just to mandate the vaccine for everybody or to stop the anti-vaxxers, it's time to start arresting them if they refuse. And drastic times take drastic measures to resolve these issues. So the governor just mandated it for all healthcare workers today. And so we're going to mandate it for everybody or they can sit in jail and think about what they've done. Yeah, the Delta variant is on them. It's the primary strain in many areas now. You hear what that lady said? The Delta variant is on them. She said the Delta variant is on them, meaning the people who who refuse not to take it. I'm going to play a couple more, and we'll move on. Your concern for others. We want to mandate the vaccine. A lot of these anti-vaxxers are still refusing to get vaccinated, but we still need some more signatures to make sure that we can arrest them if they refuse. Mandate the vaccine. We're going to force them to take it. Yeah, print, birth date, and a signature. You know, it's been long enough for them to make a decision, so we're going to make that decision for them. And if they refuse to take it, we're going to have them arrested. Thank you for your support. (laughs) You over 18? So I'm not going to play any more of that, but you can see the video on Rumble. You can actually see it on Rumble, or uh, the the Gateway Pundit actually uh, the Gateway Pundit actually put it out too. So if you went to Rumble and typed in Mark Dice, or if you go to the Gateway Pundit, you can see the rest of the video. Fact of the matter is, people, two out of all of those people that you'll see, eight minutes long, only two people said no way. And that one surfer guy was like, "What? You're a scumbag, dude." <laughs> but that. Wow. Just wow. Fascism 101. Fascism 101. Again, I'm not against the vaccine. I'm against the forced measures that they're trying to put into place for people to take it. And of course, just by default, if you're going to force me to take something, then I am going to do my research to find out what's in it, What's it doing to people who have taken it? How long has it been out? What are the reactions to it? How many deaths have there been? And of course you're going to see me beat this dead horse over and over and over again about what's in it and how effective it is. I'm against the forced portion of it. Not somebody's choice to take it or not. Do whatever you want. Do whatever you want. Now, he talked about Governor Gavin Newsom. Well, let's talk about Governor Gavin Newsom for a minute. Apparently he's actually super nervous right now. Sources are saying he is so scared of this recall election. But i got to ask you, what would he be scared of? If they've already setting the table to mail for mail-in ballots because of the Delta variant, right? They're already setting the table for that. They already said that's going to happen. Then what could he possibly be afraid of? Why would he be nervous? He says that the upcoming recall election is unfair. And then he said that it will, quote... Send ripple effects across the nation. What is he talking about? Why would a state's right to recall a governor from the right of the we the people in that state, 
why would that send ripple effects across the world if you are not doing what the people of that state think you should do? If you are screwing up that state and the people of that state want you gone, why would that send ripple effects across the world? Why is he nervous if he's got mail-in ballots? Why would he say to people around him, this is unfair, it's an unfair recall election? I can tell you why, folks. Because just like I've been telling you for the last few months, regardless of which state it is, whether it's a blue state or a red state, they're never going to be able to cheat like they cheated in November of 2020. Whether it's a federal election, uh, a national election, or whether it's a state election. They're never going to be able to cheat like that ever again because the eyes are on them now. And they're on them like never before. So he's afraid that the cheating will not be able to overcome the actual votes that come in for Larry Elder. Here's another reason why he's afraid. And here's another reason why it would send, the effects of this would send shocks across the nation. Because he already knows that California turned red. He knows in his heart of hearts, and he knows about how, how much they had to cheat for, for, for California to go to for Biden. He knows what happened. He knows what Mike Lindell is about ready to show. So the reason why he is so scared is because he understands how red California is. He understands how sick and tired people are of his draconian lockdowns and his totalitarian uh, processes and mandates and executive orders. He understands that he's not going to be able to cheat like they ever have before, and he understands that there's a very good possibility that Larry Elder is going to wipe the floor with him. That is why he is afraid. And just like Mark Dice said yesterday, he did say that. Now, now it's not it's not just state employees, state government workers who have to be vaccinated. He is making it so all healthcare workers have to be vaccinated, even if you don't work for the state. Nolan says, Jeremy, please have a show on now. Let's stand together at a place and move forward and bring we the people are here and we are tired of BS. More action, less talk. There, I got to be honest with you, Nolan. There's more action going on now than there's ever gone on ever. In the entire, I've been following politics roughly for about 15 years pretty heavily. Since, mid, since about 2005, 2006, I have been really following politics pretty heavily. And I got to tell you, there has never been action like there's action right now. There is action, my friend. And when, we all, when, and when we need to pull it all together, we will. That is what President Trump meant when he said the best is yet to come. He needed all of us. Needed every one of us. And we're coming hard. We're coming hard, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, I got two more stories here, folks. Senator Chuck Grassley. Let's go ahead and give him some cheers, shall we? Senator Chuck Grassley tweeted out yesterday the following, and I quote, Almost 20 years since 9-11. Time to start to declassify records and give victims and their families answers with an exclamation point. He then goes on to say, proud to co-sponsor the 9-11 Transparency Act. <clears throat> All right, folks. This is a touchy subject, okay? Because back in 2000, February 11th of 2001, nobody in their right mind thought that the deep state and the swamp was as deep as we found out it was in 2016 until now. Nobody thought that our own government would carry out an attack on our own people, whether it be for insurance money, whether it be to start a war, whether it be to justify something they've already did, to take your eyes off something like the trillions and trillions of dollars that the Pentagon just suddenly lost the day before, the week before that the 9-11 happened. Take yourself back to those 9-11 days. 
Take yourself back there and say to yourself, wow, all of those conspiracy theories that we were hearing even back then, today when you look back on it, hindsight being 2020, might not be so far-fetched. Not saying what happened one way or another. All I'm saying is, go take yourself back there, give yourself the knowledge that you have now compared to the knowledge of this government and the swamp that you had back in 2020, uh, 2001, and ask yourself, hmm, is it possible that this could have been a government or an inside job? Well, then look at Chuck Grassley's tweet. He says, time to start to declassify records and give families and their victims uh, uh, victims and their families answers exclamation point what answers i thought we had all the answers i thought this was a terror attack by osama bin laden and they took over planes and this was a terror attack and we got them i thought all answers all questions were answered when barack hussein obama magically killed osama bin laden and threw his body in the ocean i thought all questions were answered why would we need to declassify records and give the victims and their families answers what answers is he talking about again then he says proud to co-sponsor the 9-11 transparency act what what is in there that needs to be transparent that we already don't know see the government and people who don't want you to believe anything that happened on 9-11 was anything to do with the with, with the government whatsoever they want you to believe that this is all just nonsense but if it's all just nonsense then why does there need to be some transparency and why do we need to give families and victims um answers if there's nothing behind the curtain it's just really weird that he comes out with this right well then biden plans to attend some 9-11 memorials right well, nearly 1,800 families and, uh, and victims of people from 9-11 sent Biden a scathing letter telling him to stay away from all 9-11 memorials. He is not wanted, he is not welcome, and he will not be welcomed by any of these families who are holding or who are at a 9-11 memorial for their family members who tragically passed away on February 11th, 2001. I bet you're not hearing that on CNN. Bet you're not hearing that on Newsmax or Fox or, I mean, you might be, but you, you, you maybe one or two minutes uh, on some of these stations might be dedicated towards it. That's a big deal. It is a big deal when nearly 2,000 families of the victims of 9-11 send a scathing letter to the current and illegitimate resident of the White House telling him, do not come, do not attend, you're not welcomed, you will not be honored in any way, shape, or form, stay away from us, let us mourn, and let us remember our families. In conjunction with Chuck Grassley sending out this tweet, tell me you don't believe something happened now. Tell me that you don't honestly believe that there is a possibility that 9-11 is exactly what the conspiracy theories said it was 20 years ago. Seems pretty weird, doesn't it? Let's hope President Donald J. Trump shows up at these memorials, and I, I seem to think he will. I seem to think he will. All right, we got one more Dumb Dumb Award to give away, so let's go ahead and cue that Dumb Dumb music. That's definitely going into the swamp donkey bucket because this is <laughs> this is I gotta say it because I, I wouldn't say it unless she said it. This is white woman, <laughs> white woman, Robin D'Angelo, who says she remembers the very first time that she really realized that she was white, and it basically made her want to throw up, and she doesn't want people to see her as a white person any longer. What is this world coming to? Here we go. 
me about when you first realized you were white <laughs> and, and whiteness. Yeah, talk to me about that. Um, I, I it was a very abstract sense. I, I honestly believe I was about um, thirty four years old. I was college educated. I was a parent. Um, and someone handed me Peggy McIntosh's article. Yeah. And I read through that list and I had an out of body experience. I could tell you where it was sitting. I, 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 I'm not ever going to forget that moment where all of a sudden I was like, oh my God, I'm white. <laughs> and I felt so loudly white that I remember being hesitant to go outside. I didn't want to go outside because everybody could see that I was white. I was about 30 years old. And I, I remember the day. I'll never forget the day like it's 9-11 or something, right? I'll never forget the day. I'll never forget where I was and what I was doing. And I remember just this 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 jolt of lightning going through my white body as I looked in the mirror and I realized at the age of 35 years old, I'm white. No! <laughs> D'Angelo, why don't you actually, instead of doing a Zoom call with her, oh, I'm so white, why don't you go have a real conversation with her face-to-face -face so that you can get down and lick her boots and spit-shine them for her? Tell me about the first time that you realized I, you were white. What? I'm white? Dum dum, huh? <laughs> I'm white. I can't let the world see. No. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we know that. My <laughs> Sorry. We know that Mike Lindell's got a symposium coming up. We know that Fox News has decided to continue to run his ads because they want his money. So he sat down with CNN, and he really gave it to CNN. Boy, this is what I like about Mike Lindell. This is what I love about this guy. He really gave it to CNN here. So I want to play this video for you with Mike Lindell asking if CNN needs a hug. <laughs> it gets better and better. Check this out. Gonna win anyway. The paper ballots. You didn't do an audit to match them up. Were audited against the machine. No, they weren't. Count. No, they weren't. In these counties, no, they, they were weren't. Like, no, they weren't. Wait, who told you that? The county officials. Oh, who did they did tell it. you that? Well, they're going to have some answering to do. No matter who says there was no widespread fraud in the election, whether it's local election officials, secretaries of state, judges, or even Donald Trump's own attorney. Do you notice everybody that they just showed right there? They showed Brad Raffensperger. They showed Gabe. Gabriel Sterling, who looks like it's Pat, and they showed Bill Barr. Those are the people that they're showing as credible people. <laughs> CNN. General Mike Lindell's conclusion is the same. They are all wrong. All these county officials are lying. I don't know. They might be misconstrued. We'll say misconstrued because they don't realize what happened. Lindell says his information comes from multiple sources, all of them super secret. 
He claims he spent millions on the project and also claims he will give $5 million to anyone who proves him wrong. Like, you could, you can make up anything. Who can, no, you can't, you, this you, is where, no, this is where, no, 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 this is where you're wrong, we're giving it to all the, we're giving it to the cyber people that show up, we're going to give them each state, here's a state, Georgia, they can take it apart. You could possibly be the victim of a scam here. Well, then why don't you come to their symposium and make $5 million? Are you worried about me? We should give a hug. Are you worried about, oh, Mike? Oh, God bless you. Here's what we're worried about. <laughs> we're worried that what you are doing is mistakenly or deliberately destroying the confidence in the legitimate elected president of the United States and fostering what could be you real know what? damage I never said to this country. Boy, somebody looks scared, huh? Doesn't somebody look really scared there, folks? Doesn't CNN look like they're really scared there? Oh, they don't like that, huh? They have to throw out that Biden's legitimate. And they, what could you? Why could you be doing? Mike says, "Come to the symposium. Come to the symposium. Get yourself five million dollars. Stop interviewing me on your lying, you know why? Fake news channel. And come out there. Show me I'm wrong. Prove me I'm wrong. I'll give you five million dollars. Do you need a hug? Do you need a hug? He says." <laughs> <laughs> Mike Lindell, ladies and gentlemen. Speaking of Mike Lindell, let's just go ahead and go ahead and play it. Thank you, Mike, and thank you, Dawn, at MikePillow.com, for putting this together for Live from America. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm coming to you with the most important commercial that I've ever done. All of you know what my pillow and myself have gone through in the last five months in my efforts to bring the truth forward. Well, it's all come down to this. I'm having a cyber symposium on August 10th, 11th, and 12th. This historical event will be live streamed 72 hours straight on my new platform, frankspeech.com. You can help by getting everybody you know to go to frankspeech.com now. To help support this cyber symposium event, I am offering some of the best prices ever on my pillow products. But they're only offered at frankspeech.com. Go to frankspeech.com now and use the promo code on your screen or call the 1-800 number below to receive these exclusive MyPillow offers. Thank you and God bless. God bless you too, Mike. God bless you too. And you want to know something? When everybody else failed him, the American people propped him, propped, propped him back up and are taking care of him just fine. And that's what we do for each other in this conservative party. That's what we do when we're the tip of the spear. We prop each other up. We take care of each other. We pray for each other. We love each other. And we love this country under God. One nation. One nation under God, ladies and gentlemen. So before we leave today, I would like to say the Pledge of Allegiance with all of you as we go into this wonderful weekend with our families and regroup for next week. Let's do it together, folks. Remove your hats. Put your hand over your heart. Here we go. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Amen. Remember, folks, there are right ways and there are wrong ways. But there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall, keep your shoulders back, keep your chest out, and keep your head up high. Because you are a child of God, and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. Do not forget, I got brand new 3%er t-shirts. It says, when tyranny 
When tyranny, I gotta, I, gotta, I never say this right. I gotta, when tyranny becomes law, rebellion becomes duty, and that message is approved by Live from America, and those shirts are made by RMA Apparel. Make sure you check them out, and everybody who buys a T-shirt or a hat will get a free Swamp Donkey sticker for their car or for their house or for their computer, for the fridge, or wherever they want to put it. But that's what it looks like. Yeehaw! AOC leading the charge. God bless you guys. Have a great weekend. I will see you Sunday, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, for a very special Sunday show with Pastor Tim Frisch as we break down denominations, different translations of the Bible, and where the church's voice fits in in today's world. Have a great weekend. I love you. Thank you. And I'll see you Sunday with more Live from America from the Live Free or Die State of New Hampshire. See you later.